Behind closed doors coming up in just a moment. We've been talking throughout the morning about times you've been trapped, inspired by a flight from Bangkok to Melbourne that yesterday saw passengers trapped on the tarmac at Alice Springs after a serious situation played out. There was an emergency, a medical emergency on board that forced the flight to land. The problem was when it landed, they discovered that there had been there was an electrical fault with the plane as well. Okay, they need to fix the fault. The problem was serious enough they needed to fly in a replacement part from Sydney, which meant the plane was on the tarmac for six hours without any entertainment and the air conditioning was, it was electrical fault, so the air conditioning couldn't work. The, the reason people couldn't disembark, of course, Alice Springs, not an international airport, there's no customs, and it was an international flight. Two people, it's been reported, but were arrested trying to get off the plane after being trapped on it for 14 hours. One of the people that was in the plane for the duration is our next guest, Sauda Islam. Uh, Sauda, good morning to you. Good morning. So, Sauda, give us a sense of what it was like inside that cabin being stuck there for so long. Oh, my God. It was absolutely hectic. Um, so, obviously, as you said, there was a medical emergency. So, we landed probably around 7 a.m. And then we weren't told initially anything, I think, because they hadn't realised the electrical fault. And afterwards, um, once the, pa- uh, the passenger had disembarked, the sick patient, uh, they told us that, you know, they're trying to sort out some issues. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, there's an issue, there's a part that's coming, but we're likely going to need another plane. So every hour or so, a couple of hours, we're like, yep, there's a plane coming in half an hour, there's a plane coming in an hour. And we were on that plane from 7 a.m. to probably 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then finally, they let us get onto the terminal. And then we, the plane arrived, the replacement plane arrived at 4.30. And we left Alice Springs at 7 p.m. So we were there a total of 12 hours just waiting for everything to be sorted. What um, were people doing on the plane, Sauda? Were they getting up out of their seats and moving around or did people sort of sit down like they were still in the air? I mean, most, most of the passengers, everyone was, I think, based on the situation, quite understanding. But as you can imagine, we're trying to walk around, trying to stretch our legs, you know, trying to get a bit of, well, trying to move around a bit. But because um, there's 300 people, it actually started to get a bit hot as well. And mm. some people were getting a bit antsy, as you can imagine. There's also elderly pac- like elderly passengers there who are getting a bit anxious, not feeling quite well. There's a few little, very small, like toddlers and babies who are crying for like three hours. As you can imagine, it's pretty distressing for, for them. So, like, mm. yeah, they, that, it was quite loud because of all of that. What about things like access to the toilet? I mean, that many people. Mm. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that wasn't great, as you can imagine, because I think there's only four, three or four toilets in the plane, and even in the terminal, there was one ladies' toilet and one gentleman, one for men. So that the line was like massive. So where are you now? I'm at home. Um, we. we I think we landed at 11.30 at night. By the time we got out and came home, it was like 1.30 in the morning. So oh, oh, I really haven't had much to see. Oh. Had you been on holiday in Thailand? No, I was actually travelling through from somewhere else. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, this is the thing. Like, I actually, like, my family, like, my parents are from Bangladesh, so we live here, but my grandma is very sick. So we went to visit her, and then we were travelling... Me and my niece were travelling back 
Um, so I think, as you can imagine, we were pretty exhausted and tired. <laughs> and then to have this happen right at the end of the trip is not nice. So how many hours were you in transit for in total then? Um, in total? Oh, probably... More than 24 hours, yeah. <laughs> so Bangladesh to Bangkok to Alice Springs to Melbourne. Have you got your bags yet? Nope. We I haven't heard anything from them about the bags. We just gave the forms. They said they'd contact us. And that was the other thing. We did not hear about our bags not coming with us from Jetstar at all. It was the police officer there who told us that our cargo wouldn't be coming with us. The Jetstar crew only announced that as we were leaving Alice Springs which I think is pretty poor form. Yeah, completely. Wow, that's atrocious. Crikey. So yeah, uh, looking forward to flying Jetstar next time, Salda? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I'll probably give them a miss. So. <laughs> what a shambles. Oh. I know. Well, thank you for talking to us. We appreciate it. You sound incredibly upbeat given you've spent more than 24 hours in transit and six hours of it stuck in one spot. You've got to look at the bright side, right? Like... Otherwise, I'd be too angry. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Good attitude. Good on you, Thanks Sada. So Thank much. you, Sada. Thank you so much for talking with us. Sada Islam, who was on that flight and other flights for a long, long time. I know they're a sister company of um, Qantas, mm. and, and they've always been billed as the cheap and cheerful airline. But don't you think overall, with both those airlines, under Alan Joyce's stewardship at Qantas, what we've seen really is an end of any sense of brand loyalty. Yes. And, and interesting, that story the Tizer splashed on a couple of Saturdays ago about how um, the Adelaide airport is keen to get more direct flights. I wouldn't care what airline I jumped on now, as long as it had a good safety record. Which you can but, easily look up now. You know, they're not the thing of mystery anymore. You can literally go and see the safety records and the views. Yeah. And- yeah. I don't know if I want to fly Burak again. <laughs> that was a scary old <laughs> flight from Jakarta to Sulawesi. But- that, that airline got shut down. Did it? By the Indonesian authorities, who, um, you know, historically haven't necessarily run the tightest ship anyway. But Burak was a, a standout poor airline, even by Indonesian standards. <laughs> but, um, you know, if it was Qatar or, you know, Singapore or, you know, uh, Air Asia, like there's any number of good airlines now that people just go, oh, yeah, I'll fly with whoever's cheapest. Well, and that that's the that's the legacy of the decisions that have led Qantas to this point in time. Now, that, that Alan Joyce would would say, well, hang on, coming out of an era of COVID where you couldn't actually fly anywhere, we've in the space of two years recovered to a point where we made a a net profit after tax of a billion dollars. Hmm. But What's the long-term cost of people doing exactly what you're saying? Yeah, yeah totally. Which is to say, well, I used to go, I'd only fly Qantas. Mm, mm. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.